0: Welcome to the Sift Spoil. We are going to look at all the hanging threads, romances, jokes, Easter eggs, cameos, deaths, resurrections, and post credit sequences. They all die for Knock at the Cabin. Um, almost, almost all of them die. Yeah. Uh, let's chat a little bit about the things we had to chat around. Uh, do either of you have anywhere you want to start? Um, that is just no, just knocking on your door, just like, I need to talk about this. Andrew, where do you want to start?
2: So I think that one of the biggest missed opportunities for this movie was to uh, kill Rupert Grant off at the very beginning. Just because he was so good? N- yeah, okay, yes, he was also really good, but I think that they, it was a missed opportunity in the sense that it would have been really interesting if the final person to uh, try and convince... You know, uh, uh, Andrew and Ben of uh, what's going on had to be the one who, you know, persecuted. And it would have been like, yeah. the bigger man has to come out on that. top to uh, uh, to accept uh, a reality. And he has to accept it from this person. But uh that was just what I thought That's was like, I really thought that was what the movie was going to lead towards. <clears throat> and whenever he was the first one off, I was like, oh, okay. Because... I thought he was going to come back because they started bringing up, like, I think that was the guy from my past who hit me over the head with a bottle. I also like the fact we don't actually see Rupert Grint's face as the one who hits him with the bottle because he's covered up with the hat. So there is that little mm-hmm. bit of doubt. Yeah. Well, until he gets the ID out of his wallet.
0: Right. Which I think is which I think is why it's structured the way it's structured for a couple of reasons. Uh, Number one, I think we're dealing with the ability for um, our our main characters, our main family to try to convince the others of who he was without the added um, uh, obviousness of somebody in the room actually, you know, having the answer or having to play dumb or whatever. So there's an element of this. This movie is a lot about what do you believe to be true based on what your eyes tell you? And in that case, it would have been based on what you can get out of somebody who knows the answer, which is a little different than, you know, what the the movie was trying to do. The second part of this is all my opinion. The second part of that, I think, has to do with. The idea of the reveal and where it was going to happen and how it was going to happen and in those kind of things. So I think in Knight's mind it probably structurally made uh, more sense that way. Um, although I think you're, I think that idea is interesting. I mean, you certainly could have had different kinds of conversations, um, you know, in that way. Yeah. So, but I also don't know, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know that the homophobic plotline was meant to be the centerpiece of the message or metaphor. I think it was part of the character in the backstory and those kind of things, but I don't I don't know that it was meant to be the centerpiece of what we're supposed to leave considering or thinking about um, no. so which I kind of like that it's you know that it's uh that it's that it's a gay couple isn't like the the center thing, but their backstory and their persecution definitely impacts who they are as characters, but it's not mm-hmm. necessarily what the movie
2: but it also uh, is about. Don't forget, it also adds their own biases and opinions on their views on humanity because Correct. the rest of humanity throughout their entire lives has persecuted them. So giving them the chance to save humanity, the ones who have been, you know, disdained and, Exiled, you know. In some cases, uh, I think that that adds to the uh, the intensity and the profoundness of the situation. Yeah, uh,
0: Ian. Anywhere you want to go before I jump in with some things?
2: So Jonathan Groff is
3: Jesus. Um, let's just <laughs> let's just get it out there. Um. I, oh man. But I think the I, movie is
0: questioning that. I think the movie is questioning. Is it- the idea of are we Jesus? Like, I think there is there is an element of who is God, who is not, and the idea of uh, self-sacrifice is uh, an interesting one, you know, because in this case, it could be very easily argued that from a truly, at least, again, interpretive uh, view of what Jesus said was that um, – you know, that the, his sacrifice as God was so that, you know, we didn't have to bear the weight of that. So, the idea that, you know, in that literal situation, there is a strong case to be made that the correct answer is even if the world is ending, we should not kill each other. There's a very strong case that, mm. that maybe what M. Knight is saying here is the question is i think the the predominant moral ethical question he's trying to deal with is uh, would you kill someone you loved if you knew it saved the entire world right i think that's yeah. the, the thing he wants us to wrestle with i'm not sure we're supposed to come away saying the answer is yes that's what i'm i'm still wrestling with because mm-hmm. he is not jesus in a literal sense he is not god in a literal sense and so if the answer is the you know that the work has already been done, then that's, that's a different kind of an angle on what's going on here. I think that may be my, my own layer I'm putting over it. I don't know that that's intended, Um, but it's definitely something. It's it's something I've been thinking about. So
3: Um, I'll say my biggest spoilery thing where I've, the movie got me was just on a practical level. I said in the show that how the, the protagonist didn't have a choice. They aren't given enough information to go on to make this a choice at all. There is no way from Rupert Grint's, from previous, before Rupert Grint's death, that anybody is sacrificing anybody. And all the way up until the end, the only time there is a smidgen of a chance that I believe the, is it Andrew? Yes. Andy? Andrew? Yes. I know you're Andrew. No, I know I mean, what you're dude.
0: saying. The character's <laughs> name is Andrew. <laughs> you thought Andrew was like, yes, yes. that's my name. Yes, yes that's, that's me. my, you've that's my that name. You've got that right. You, you're here. What do you want <laughs> from me? What do
2: you want from me?
3: <laughs> the only time I believe he may go along with it and sacrifice somebody is when Batista starts mouthing along with the news report. And I, I, I had to stop myself from bursting out laughing because I was like, "Dude, my man, why didn't you lead with that? If you
0: can do that, well, because he, world. World. Yeah. Yeah. he didn't know. Like, he didn't know everything else. Yeah. What do you,
3: what, wait, what? what do no, you mean? in the movie, his he, vision was he...
0: specifically that news report. Yeah, that was all he knew. Yeah, he. Okay, had... but the first person knew. That's
3: so no, convenient. Okay, no, no, then, no, no. my goodness, yeah, no, no. of course Ian, it is. Let me explain. Of it's let me explain.
2: So no, what the movie is saying is each of them had a vision of yes. something, and then throughout the the time of before and when they were being sacrificed, they would have proof of that vision. Right. So Rupert had a vision. Right, so
0: uh, what was? But carry on with your your overall thought, which was that was like, the first yeah. time that they that they literally the f- had ev- like real Some logical proof. reasonable yeah. evidence. That they couldn't uh, assign doubt to. They couldn't figure exactly. out how to doubt it. You know, and I know that's the idea of
3: faith. I know, and it's the thing that I don't like. It's the leap of faith. It's like right. the 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 default assumption here is that the perhaps the right thing to do is to take a leap of faith, and it, it isn't the reason that all of this works is because you have
0: to take it on faith. And for me, that's where danger and insanity yes. lie. It's distasteful. Yeah, I I totally. And as a person of faith, I believe that to be distasteful. I believe I believe this idea that um, that you have you have to do something because somebody believes it enough is is really scary. It's led to a lot of scary places. Exactly. It's my single biggest problem because where I wanted
3: where I wanted the story to spin, and I don't know how it could have pulled this off. But if the four horse people of the apocalypse were wrong and this was a cult and this mm-hmm. was on a message board and and the message of the movie is that groupthink and the, the the our ability to delude ourselves and to see patterns where there are none mm-hmm. has led to them kidnapping this family and putting them through hell and the apocalypse is completely beside the point it's all stuff that's happening but it's not the message the movie wanted to, to put across and for me that is that's way more powerful and way more interesting because we do the dangerous thing already. We find the conspiracies. We we lead without enough logic and let our fears push us. We already do that. I don't need another movie telling me that it's, it's well, it the does, way through. It is,
0: it is interesting you say another movie because I, I do think we are to a place where this is the, the movie that's subverting the norm like the norm would be i think what you're talking about now like i think you know now most movies that would be the mess like that would be where we end up going Do you think? And I, yeah i think in 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 most movies now the ending is how you would want it. like that's the version of whatever that movie is ends with the idea that you know um th- that there was uh, the groupthink and those kind of thing i mean terrible movie but look at how the halloween franchise what it's trying to say about groupthink and persecution mm. and, and those kind of things i just think movies are more uh attuned to the idea that this is dangerous and this is you know i uh, hope so i hope i'm wrong be. about that i just um, i
3: that leap of faith thing is the sure. thing that just triggered me a lot. I just felt like I see it a lot. Well, I, I I think go ahead, Andrew. It
0: looks like you want to say something.
2: Oh I was gonna say, um uh I was trying I was looking up articles and stuff on this movie before the show started, and there was a really interesting one that I it didn't click with me until I read it. Maybe you guys knew it already. But not only are these four people, you know, to represent the four horsemen of the apocalypse, they're also supposed to represent the four tenants of humanity correct yeah you have dave well, but the
3: movie spells that out
2: doesn't it like yes, that. It, it i, mean, that, I, I didn't though. pick up on that that's him night oh though. man like, that yeah.
3: scene annoyed me so much when it's like yeah, no, i guess they were the four the four horse people of the apocalypse and i it spoon feeds me its own message and i think that's probably where yeah, i they, completely they, sure, checked out sure. yeah they I, definitely I, I totally come st-
2: they come straight out and say that they're the four horsemen of the apocalypse they say that in the movie but like the four tenants like uh
3: Guidance. Well, what's-his-name
0: figures it out. The yeah. The religious uh, person, of, or the yeah, formerly he spells religious. It he, he, says he spells it says what Rupert
3: Grint yeah. is, what Batista is, like the nurture, mm-hmm. the malice, yeah. the, all of that.
2: Yeah. So maybe I just didn't remember that part, but I didn't remember him saying that. So I thought somebody was maybe just somebody really was talking in the cinema really loudly and having an argument, and it distracted you. <laughs> maybe. <during that> part. <laughs> who knows? Maybe they were talking so loud in your theater- that it, you could do it, yesterday. Hear it <laughs> and it was ruining mine yesterday.
0: Yeah. So. Um, I think here's what I will say about the the message and theme that I wasn't that I had to talk around. One of the things I had to talk around during the main show with the grasshoppers is this idea of God, the idea of God being some uh, a being that experiments on humanity. A kind being, sure. Like the little girl, she's kind. She's talking to these grasshoppers, saying, "You know, oh, I just, I'm just going to put you in here a little bit because I want to learn something. I want to learn, you know, something from you. And then I, I promise, I'll let you out. In that the cabin is the glass bottle, right? The cabin is is God's version of the glass bottle, and he's yeah. saying, "I'm going to put you in this position for a little bit, and then everything's going to be okay. I'm going to let you out. It's you know, going to well, be I'm gonna okay, let or two of you, out maybe." What's that? I'm going to let two of you out, maybe. Well, and this is this is the wrestling I wonder if the movie is wanting us to do. Is this the kind of God you think is a good God? Like, is this the kind... If you believe in an overall arching energy, however you, you want it, whether it's Christianity or whatever, whatever you want to call it, if you believe in a, a powerful being outside of us who is in control or omniscient or omnipotent or whatever you want to talk about, is is this the kind of... God that you think is good who would say, um, you know, Abraham, sacrifice your son Isaac, you know, uh, mm. so that the the world... Psych! Didn't. Or in that case, it was psych or the God who says, I'm going to become a human who is also uh, myself but is also my son and I'm going to let you kill him so that everybody can... Like, is it... what You know, th- the wrestling with the idea of self-sacrifice, is it good? Like, is it something that that makes sense in a uh, big way. And I think there's some interesting layers woven through that about faith, about belief, about what it is, about what it means to uh, have reasonable faith or deconstruct your faith or be willing to uh, think deeply because you're dealing with a character who has deconstructed their faith in a way with their partner who doesn't, who doesn't subscribe to the same faith. And then the tables turn where now the person who has deconstructed their faith has to convince the person who doesn't have faith that, you know, there is logic and reason behind what they're seeing. Right? So it's, it's like turning those tables in a way to go, are we always willing to look at new information and make new decisions. And um, that's really interesting to me, you know? And I, th- I don't know if this is what the movie is wanting us to wrestle with. I just know I had a lot of those thoughts coming out of the movie and, mm-hmm. and thinking about my own faith, my own deconstruction of my faith, all those things. And uh, what, you know, what does that look like? And, and what is. Um, what is positive from that? What is negative? What are things that we apply to the idea of God? What are things that we see in the world around us that are reasonable? Um, you know, all of that is really interesting because at the end of the day, the thing the thing that I always come down to is we all live on some sort of faith, uh, and that's just because we're, none of us are omniscient, right? Uh, without omniscience, you have to take uh, the things you see as real or the things you feel as real or... You know, whatever the case may be, we all have, you know, little elements of faith in our lives. Um, And the question then becomes how do you protect yourself from groupthink? How do you protect yourself from the idea of indoctrination or those kind of things? You know, Um, and that's, I think that's really interesting stuff to think about. And I think it's all kind of here under the surface, if not um, explicit in some of the things that are going on. I fully believe I may be adding a lot of that to it. Uh, no, I think that, I'm right there with you. I, I think I think that there is a if I have to take it on its sur- what it's on its surface. Um, I think it is that typical uh, you know self sacrifice kind of idea. But I do think it wants to be a conundrum movie. I think it wants to be the kind of movie where you walk away going, if I were such and such a character, what would I do? Right. If I if I were the non-believer faced with this evidence, would I would I put aside, you know, my idea of what is, you know, that visions aren't real? These, you know, whatever, these kind of things, if I'm if I'm faced with what looks like hardcore evidence that visions actually happened and I can't figure out, you know, how the trick is done, you know, so to speak, Mm, like, how do I process that? What do I do? If I'm a scientist and I'm I'm looking at new information that proves that visions might be real, well, then as a scientist you go, okay, awesome. let's repeat this. <laughs> yeah, you know, Let's find a way yeah. to to describe this, to figure this out. You know, to um, w- what's happening here. Um, it, it's so I, I just don't, I don't know. I just I find that intellectual exercise really interesting. What these characters are doing, and then you add on top of that. Um, you know, we are all gra- grasshoppers in God's glass encasing and you go, okay, what are you trying? Is that what you're trying to say? And what do you, what are you saying by that? Um, you so take it a step further than that,
2: uh, Aaron, you were talking about is God uh, omnipotent or is he cruel or is he, you know, what if God, yeah, scarily. what, indifferent, what mm-hmm. if God is a little girl with a glass jar, right? And she sure. just doesn't know what, uh, she's doing like the, like for some like on her level there is no ramifications, but if you shrink it down to us, there are massive implications. So Yeah. You could you could dissect a lot with this movie.
0: I think so. I, I don't know. I in at the end of the day, I guess that's why I say I like what M Knight's doing. I like that he's clearly trying to work out some things, clearly trying to think deeply about some things, um and Uh, again, I think he's a great filmmaker, so I, you know, I buy into all that stuff. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it's, it is clearly, clearly a distasteful message on its surface Mm -hmm. to me, to me. Um, and, uh, and that's something I'm figuring out how to wrestle with. Um, because if that is, if that is actually the intended message, then I don't I don't know that I like the movie that much because it, it just it doesn't uh, it doesn't say something as meaningful to me if there's nothing uh, underneath that. So
3: I would love to watch this movie with your brain. I genuinely would because <laughs> sure. my Likewise. my 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 cynical brain has, and I, I it's it's hard because I I like his movies and I think it's it's so obvious that he does deep deep thematic work in all of his movies mm. like things aren't accidental mm-hmm. so for me to come out of this disappointed that this is a, a very simplistic viewpoint I, I think i'm wrong i think i am wrong <laughs> but i also know what i experienced i also right, know sure. the movie that i watched and that's that's really hard um but it's just i i really struggle to get past the really two-dimensional presentation of the skeptic versus the believer and the skeptic mm. is a Bit of a get, and the believer was right all along. It's it's a it's a hard angle for me to. I
0: feel like the believer with. had to come around as well, though. I like you know. No, I agree, and I don't like the way they came around to it. Right? <laughs> like, no, I understand that, that. I understand that. I. I <sighs> it just it mean and me, i think it, that's purposeful it, i think that the the idea of i saw well the be. i saw yeah. jesus in the light like that that's a that's a really abstract thing that purposefully again plays into the message of what do you see how do you know what you see is true how do you choose yeah. to believe things that you see that maybe others do like there's there's this idea of how do you choose faith what do you choose to put faith in and
3: i think that's where like where i get tripped up because i don't see it as a i, I almost don't see it as a choice it's not something you, you don't have to choose. you. You. you listen, you, you follow the evidence, and you follow. There is not enough evidence there to make the decision that they make at the end. And we fill in the gaps with faith and belief. I just at my gut core level, that belittles the work that you've done building the evidence and finding the evidence and doing the work if you have to fill
0: in the gaps with, yeah, okay. <laughs> but that is science, right? Like, I mean, like, uh, science isn't omnipotent. Uh, yeah, no, no. So, so there there is always that, that idea of filling in the gaps or but changing your don't... mind when you find new information, you know, like that's... But filling in that gap doesn't lead to me killing my husband. Correct. Thank that's you. My, yes, that is my the distasteful part. I totally agree. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I, uh, that is certainly uh, something I would agree with. So... One last thing I want to talk about. I don't mean to cut us off, uh, we've, but we've talked a long time. Um, but the one, the only other thing I wanted to mention is, did you at all resonate with or tune into, for uh, lack of a better term, the uh, radio ending? The idea of the song that they used to love to sing as a family is on the radio, and he immediately turns it off, which would be a natural human reaction his daughter then is like, actually, we should listen to it, turns it on, sees the reaction of her dad, turns it back off, and then he decides, you know what, let's listen to it, and they drive off. Um, I kind of love it. I ca- like, I just, the, the, like, w- everything that it's saying and doing there, I'm just kind of like, that's a really interesting, beautiful way to end this, this movie. I don't think it has a lot to do with the overall message or themes, mm-hmm. but I think there's something interesting happening there with an idea of, you know, uh, grief and mourning. Yeah. In, how do we process the, it? How do you we can process? Still find joy? And, yeah. 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 So, no, thought I got it. Yeah. I thought it was really well done.
3: It, it wasn't lost on me, but it was. Yeah. It's it's a perfectly fine way to end in the movie that I didn't like. <laughs> I it, <laughs> yeah. it had lost yeah.
2: me by that point. I was yeah. so angry at everybody. Um, <laughs> that's that's so unfortunate, Ian. I hate it whenever I find myself in that situation. I wouldn't wish it on anybody.
0: Mm, yeah. 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 For sure.
2: Also, this movie doesn't have a twist. No Shyamalan twist.
3: I mean, it kind of does, but it's just the one you're expecting. Well, the twist is that they're right. That it is linked to the apocalypse. Okay, well
2: then that's what I don't like about this movie, is that I knew they were right from the very beginning because it's a I Shyamalan don't know that movie. we're
0: supposed to. Yeah, yeah I don't I know that say, we're supposed I, to I know. The, I'm the odd man out on that one. I did not know the movie was ending that way. So oh, I, I wouldn't call it a twist, though. I, not in the sense that, but I hate that word anyway. It's become so, there's so much baggage with that word. Yeah. I, I, oh, come I, on, I like it's a use,
2: Shyamalan movie. It's not like you can't. I know. And he does I own it.
0: I I understand. Um but no, I I definitely up until the diner I was still wondering if, you know, we were going to find out like if, you know, up until he's re, up until he's going through their bags and finding the proof that they were who they said they were, um I I still wondered if we were going to end up at their compound looking at how they'd practiced and, you know, but whatever. Like I still thought that was a possibility.
2: But before he kills Eric, don't we see them both go outside and see planes falling out of the sky and lightning and fire and everything? Yeah, it so could they be a
0: coincidence. They, he, yeah, but that could be that could a, a, that a terrorist attack. That could be attack. a coincidence. Exactly. Yeah, it could no, be no, a terrorist no, they, attack. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what we're supposed to be, That's what the movie's telling me, at least, is that the that there is a, a world where they, they did a terrorist attack on planes before they came mm-hmm. here that would go at a certain time and knock all the planes out of the 700 sky.
2: 700 planes?
0: I, yeah, listen fine. they say they say it yeah. they literally say it in the movie. They literally yeah. say coordinated terrorist attack in the movie. So like yeah. it's definitely something the movie puts out there. Um but yeah. Okay. So I, I, on the movie's own terms, I believe we're supposed to come to the end not quite knowing until we see the the absolute proof. Well,
2: that did
3: not um, work. All of the marketing absolutely says that. I know you wouldn't have seen the trailer, but it's like it keeps you guessing until the final second.
0: <laughs> I'm like I'm not even going to blame M Night for so that. Apparently, that is uh, yeah, marketing is marketing, but yeah. uh, apparently the ending is different than the ending of the book. And I don't know. I should have looked up how the book ends. Do you know the how the book is? Ends?
2: The ending oh, no of idea. the book is we still don't know.
0: Oh, okay, it's open ended. It's ambiguous. Yeah, oh, I would have hated that even more. <laughs> <laughs> actually, me, me too. Actually, yeah. I would, I, 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 I like that there's a finality to it because I think it makes you wrestle even harder. Um yeah, with, but it frames it,
3: the discussion better. Right. I no actually, I'm gonna
2: agree. I, I agree with you guys because. I look at all my books that have that ambiguous ending like uh you The coward. Mist <laughs> you, like what? Like you coward to the author. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, well uh, even Stephen King, you know, you look at The Mist in the in the story of The Mist, it ends with them Driving off and we don't know if they ever make it to, to safety or not it's just ambiguous the movie definitely <laughs> you know uh, whether
0: you this this movie could have had very much a missed type ending that cur- is one mm-hmm. of the possibilities at least it was for me not yeah. for you guys you guys knew exactly what was gonna happen the entire uh-huh. time uh,
2: Aaron since the Man. last time I saw you I know you tried to catch like a four trillion movies during awards season but I yeah. don't know if you ever got a chance to see take shelter. Since
0: uh No. Yeah. No, well I
2: this hope. movie could remind you very much of Take Shelter.
0: Well, there you go. So uh well thank you guys. Thanks for listening to the SIF Spoil. We actually remembered to do it. So uh, congratulations <laughs> to us and our memories after two hours of recording. Uh we love you guys and we'll catch you on the next time we need to spoil something for you.
1: Yep. Bye. 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 At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working
0: more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices.